0: I want to talk to you a little bit about Grip Six socks. Grip Six socks are really cool, go- uh, really, really good. They're very, very cool. I haven't put on my socks yet this morning, but I got them right here. My Grip Six socks. Um, it is hundred degrees up here at the ranch. Really hot yesterday. Uh, wearing my socks kept my feet cool. Really, really great. They're now they're made out of wool, which is counterintuitive. But the way they weave them is in such a way where it'll keep you cool in the summer and keep your feet warm in the winter. It is really, really worth your time. To just try a pair, grip6.com slash Beck. Put your trust and hard-earned money in a company that does it right and does it here in America. It's grip6.com slash Beck. grip slash Beck. We begin in just a minute. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Back program. Oh my gosh. It is so good to be here, Friday. Because I am so proud of our country. I I mean, I look at the messages we're sending, you know, with the uh, with the president going to Saudi Arabia and saying, please help us, please help us. I, I'm so proud of that. Um, but you know. I don't think I could have ever been, or have ever been, this proud of my nation than when I saw the pictures of Dr. Rachel Levine wearing her admiral's uniform, and Sam Britton, who you know is in charge of all of our nuclear waste, uh, wearing a blue floral pattern dress with a sweetheart neckline blazer and blue strappy heels. It was magnificent. Now, because we were celebrating their Bastille Day and those two went to the uh, celebration at the foreign embassy, I would hope, now this is just me, but if the French, us at all, uh, I'd like to see President Macron come over dressed as the Statue of Liberty, but this time not in those drapes but in something low-cut and lacy, because that's the way to celebrate our Independence Day. More in just a second. Oh, we're insane. We have gone absolutely insane. Judy wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I am amazed. The next step on my knee was getting it replaced. I've been through all the injections. Nothing was helping. And then I tried relief factor. I was able to remove my brace and walk without pain. Then I ran my own experiment and quit taking it. I did the same thing, Judy. Within three days, I was back to the brace and barely walking again. I'm still taking it every day. And you better believe me, I'm singing its praises. Judy, I am so glad to hear this. You don't have to have, you know, narcotics to be able to handle the pain. In fact, I did the same thing Judy did. I thought, "Wow, well, my pain's getting better," but it's just it's not this. Cuz you don't feel it in your system at all. And uh lo and behold, I did the same thing, Judy, same results. My pain came roaring back, and I take it 3 times a day as well. 3 week quick start, developed for you 1995. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. Seven. We welcome now to the program Mr. Pat Gray. From Pat Gray Unleashed, who's filling in for uh, Stu, our executive Mm -hmm. producer. How are you, Pat?
1: Oh, perfect. Perfect. And you?
0: Are you? Yeah. Can we bring that picture? Oh, fantastic. Can we bring that picture up again? Uh, Sam Britton, he's wearing Mm. a blue floral pattern dress and a sweetheart neckline. Beautiful. I think it looks...
1: Absolutely beautiful.
0: I think it looks, yes, beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they both look scrumptious, don't they? They just but they both look scrumptious right there
0: no they they do they
1: really truly they do. gorgeous, gorgeous ladies yeah.
0: you know what it reminds me of Pat mm-hmm. is uh, our trip uh a couple of decades ago uh, to uh, Ivana trump's uh dress store
1: yeah. Yeah, is that what it reminds you of?
0: I don't even know. It's hmm. more. It's almost three de- three decades ago. Thirty years ago. Yes, it Pat was. Ad and I. Uh, by the way, uh, Ivanka. Ivanka? No, Ivana.
1: Ivana, which is yeah. the mom.
0: Ivana. Ivana. She passed away. Yeah, uh, really this, sad. Uh, uh, weekend. Very apparently, sad. apparently sad.
1: fell down the stairs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, really sad. She apparently, I think she had some so hip anyway. problems, but yeah but that doesn't have anything to do with her dress shop that uh, that we frequented. No, it has nothing to do with her dress shop. Should we tell this story? <laughs> I'm a little hesitant actually. Are you <laughs> Just a tad Are hesitant? You? Well yeah, because yeah. it's a completely different world than it was 30 years ago. I know you can't know. possibly do
0: this. 30 now. years, I'm going to tell it because I don't give a flying crap because right. it's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pat and I Pat and I 30 years ago i uh, I learned something from pet uh, Pen Gillette. He, uh, we were backstage one day, and he said, you know where my microphone is? And I'm like, I, no, I don't know. And he's like, find it. Where, where's my microphone? <laughs> and we were just talking behind the curtain before the show starts, and it was a weird conversation. It went from, like, the Nobel Prize-winning scientist uh, that year to where's my microphone. So I played Waldo, where's Waldo, for a while with him, and he said they're seed microphones. And this, is, this was brand-new technology, seed microphones, and he said, I've replaced the screws in my glasses with microphones. So wherever I look, the mic is picking it up. And he would run the cord down his back through his ponytail. And at that time, I had a ponytail. I was drinking heavily. I was heavily on the sauce. <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, I said, uh, this, this is fantastic. I got back and I said Pat, we've got to get some seed microphones. So we went. We went to this really shady place. It was in the Empire State Building, and uh, Mm. we got these microphones and I had them made into the glasses. And then we decided to just do fun things that you know were stupid uh, Mm -hmm. out in the uh, public. So one of them was, and it was something that
1: wasn't it. It wasn't as prevalent then as it is now. You know, if 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 two guys went into a shop even. Yeah, if two guys went into a shop at Ivana's shop for a dress, it wouldn't nobody had would bat an eyelash at it. Now, today,
0: yeah, you could go. You could go to, you could go to to Macy's, and yeah. a guy could try on a, try on a dress, and nobody's going to say anything. Yeah, back then, thirty years ago,
1: people said you didn't things. do that, right?
0: And the reason why we picked Ivana's uh, dress shop is because it was so snotty. Mm-hmm. Our our guess was that two guys could walk in and say, we want to try on dresses, and they would just do it. They'd go along because they just wanted to sell. These were like $25,000 gowns. And so we just thought, they are so greedy, they absolutely won't say anything. And we even said, I'll bet you she says how good-looking it is. So we went in, (laughs) and uh, Pat was the one... uh, uh, trying on the dress, and I'm not sure up until the end, I'm not sure that that was the harder part because I had to sit with the salesperson while he was changing and after he was changing. Uh, and so he he picks out this beautiful uh, blue number and uh, uh, very low cut. Mm-hmm. Now, Showed I wouldn't say hair. that... Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> say that Pat is a gorilla... But he does have a lot of chest hair. Mm -hmm. And we were both, what, in our 30s or late 20s at that point. So it wasn't gray. It was bright, bright red. He has red hair. And and so he tries on this blue. (laughs) And he comes out of the dressing room. And it is shocking how bad he looks as a woman. I mean, (laughs) shockingly bad. Okay. Uh, especially, well, he he gets up on the, and she says, oh my gosh, that is stunning. Exactly what I thought she'd say. That is stunning. And Pat said, I don't know. Does it make me look fat? <laughs> <laughs> and, and no, it's so slimming on you. And does it and then clash he stands with my there for a beard? While. Yes. <laughs> He's like, he stands in front of the mirror for a while and he's got his chest Mm -hmm. hair just blazing red against this blue and his white, white skin. Uh, And obviously it doesn't fit at all in the chest area. And he stands there for a while with his hand kind of, you know, on his chest, like thinking deep thoughts. And I I can't imagine what he's doing. I'm trying everything I can not to laugh because she keeps going, I think this is. This is wonderful. This mm-hmm. is, and Pat, like, are you are you telling me the truth? She's like, oh, ask him. Ask him. He looks at me, and I said, "Oh, I, I, yeah, I think that one works. That's that's really nice." And Pat says, "I don't know. Does it clash with my chest and beard hair?" <laughs> <laughs> I. She jumped in immediately. No, not at all. I couldn't take it. I had to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was there. I could not. And I think you said that I was I had teared up and mm-hmm. but was just mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, so emotionally moved by it. Um, but I left Pat <laughs> alone uh, to take the dress and say, we'll have to think about it and come back later. That's a bit you don't do today. No. Because no, it don't. wouldn't be shocking. Right. It wouldn't be shocking. Well, we have two so, administration saw... officials
1: who are doing it at, 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 at state affairs. and ambassadors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so do you remember John Adams, the, uh, the miniseries John Adams? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the scene where he went over to France? And he is sitting at the table, and they're all where all the guys and everybody's wearing makeup and wigs, and they look ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and they've got the white and, face uh, thing, and
0: yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just ridiculous looking. And John Adams is sitting there in normal clothes, you know, relative poor man, uh, and just, you know, normal. And they, they ask him, Have you seen the ballet? And he says, No. No, I haven't had time. My country is at war. I study politics and war, so my sons have the liberty to study mathematics and philosophy. My sons ought to study mathematics and philosophy and geography, natural history, uh, naval architecture, navigation, commerce, agriculture, in order to give their children a right to study painting and poetry and music and architecture. So, no, I haven't been to the ballet. Um, they found this shocking um, and I remember sitting there thinking, what must have John Adams thought when he went to that court seeing how ridiculous these people were and how out of touch with reality, not that they were dressing up and it, it was that they, this was their world, this was the most important thing to them. Is how they looked, how they talked, who was in court, all of this stuff. And they looked and acted ridiculous. And then I wondered, have we ever looked like that? And until this moment, I, I think the answer has been no. I mean, we've made some bad gaffes. We've had, you know, we've we've had George Bush throw up on a prime minister. Um so we've we've had some bad things happen but at a time when Europe is having record inflation when they are on the eve of possible war because Russia is uh cutting off the gas Germany is in full-fledged panic there are riots in the streets there are farmers taking to the streets in France in the Netherlands Uh, in Germany, in Spain, because of the food shortages. And we send two, I gotta be honest with you, two guys, two guys, and they dress up. One looks like, I don't know, uh, uh, an old lady from the 1950s in an admiral's uniform. And the other, a bald dude who doesn't claim to be a woman, he claims, neither. And I can just be whoever I want and wear whatever I want. Yeah, you know you can. But you represent the United States of America. What are we doing? How ridiculous do we look? And any conservative any conservative nation. And by the way, France is more conservative than we are. Macron has come out and said to the people, do not drink any of the poison that is coming from America now. They're making fun of us because we're too crazy. The French, we're too crazy for the French. By the way, you think it's so extraordinary that... uh uh um, what was it? Uh, Mississippi wanted 15 weeks for abortion. That's still more than France. France has 12 weeks as they're cut off. We are, <laughs> we're not even studying painting and poetry and music and tapestry and porcelain. We're not even studying that. We're just gorging on ourselves on nonsense and whatever makes us feel good. America should be ashamed of itself, and I think many of us are. And and we're not just ashamed for the mistakes that we've made in the past. We're ashamed for what we're now pushing and and. Uh, beating our chest on, We are nuts. We're nuts. And it's time that we start saying that. By the way, uh, the um, uh, Sam Britton, who is the, uh, let's see, he's, uh, he's in charge, I don't know his title, but he's in charge of all of our nuclear waste. That is a top secret position. It had to have clearance. Do you know how he got his job? Uh, there's there's some people um, in the Department of Energy that really spoke out and said, ah, this isn't good. I'll tell you that coming up in just a second. First, our sponsor this half hour is the Tuttle Twins books. There are things in life that are nice to have, and then there are things that you have to have. And knowing the difference between the two is really part of the battle. I always hated it when I'd say I'd starving and my mom would say, No, you're not. There are people in China that are starving. Ugh. But it's true. We we uh we throw words around and we we're just different as as people. And there are wants not needs. And uh one of the need that we have and something we have to have, is true history. We have to teach our children history. We have to teach them what made this country that they live in. If there is any hope at all, it lies in the awareness on the part of good young men and women of who we are and what we're trying to do. There's a 240-page, fully illustrated book now from the Tuttle Twins, and it teaches the inspiring stories of our country's past. This makes learning history really fun. It's not about memorizing names and dates. It's about why. Why? How did this idea come to be? And why what makes this idea better than that idea? And what were the arguments on all sides? But it is written in such a way that your kids will enjoy it. It's an amazing book, and they have a great book launch deal. They're throwing in 200 pages of companion curriculum and activities. Also, they have an audio version of the book, videos to help lessons from the book come alive. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com, America's history. Help them on their book launch this week, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You can even preview a free sample chapter so you can see for yourself why this is needed and why I think this is so critical uh, for all of us to have in our home. com. 10 seconds, station ID. Alright, so the guy that, uh, Sam Britton, the guy that went over uh, to the embassy for Bastille Day and celebrated in a snappy low-cut number uh, wearing a blue dress and Beautiful blue high heels. Um, He is a guy who uh, has been a LGBT activist for a long time. He is a drag queen. He does not consider himself in drag in this picture. He believes he's non-binary, so he can wear whatever he chooses, whatever he feels like. Um, But he has had a past of being a drag queen. He has also been a defender of underage gay prostitution sites. This guy is not without controversy or um uh, uh decency, let's say. He's now earning a salary that puts him in the top 1% of all government employees and he has the top secret Q clearance. Mm-hmm. Um that's what the uh, the nuclear clearance is. The top is Q and it is top-secret national security information access clearance. Okay, So he has all the secrets. Now, how did he become uh, the head of our nuclear waste? I mean, again, drag queen, LGBTQ plus activist, lectured on kink at college campuses, uh, participated in interviews about fetish role play, I, I get that. How did he get this job? Apparently, he was on a list of must-haves um, by the Biden administration, and the Biden administration pushed and pushed and pushed uh, for his uh, being uh, put on as the head of the nuclear agency. In fact, they, they cut so many corners that people in the um, energy um, administration said you, you got to stop the, the, who, who is this guy how is he getting top secret clearance this is a serious role many people uh, in, one in particular wrote an awful lot about this and talked about how dangerous it is um, I don't know I, I just you know I don't care how the guy looks in a dress is he qualified for the job And does he have the common sense and decency to act on behalf of America? The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Mike Lindell has changed the way millions of people sleep every night. My pillow products, incredible. If you haven't tried them, you should. I I will tell you the honest to God truth. If I picked one up at a store and I was looking for a pillow, I I wouldn't buy it. And the reason I wouldn't buy it is it doesn't seem like the kind of pillow that I would like. I slept on it, and I slept on a small one, and I didn't like it. And I got the extra large, the king size, and I loved it, and I sleep on it every single day. I've slept on it now for, gosh, I don't even know, three, four years. I love it, and I really would not have thought that this was the pillow for me. All of his products are like this. I mean, if you get his sheets, the Giza sheets, oh my gosh, they are their best. And the Percal sheets, which are available in a wide variety of colors and sizes, all included in the sale, queen size, regular price is $89.98. Now it's $39. Use the promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK.
1: Glenn Beck, Stu Brigere, Steven Crowder, Steve Dace and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com and use the promo code GLENN.
0: So I really think we've turned the corner on uh, this political correctness. I, you know, we, we reached the zenith of the we generation in 2024. That is, that's the top of the hill. It's an eighty-year swing from the me generation to the we generation, and uh, the last time we were at the we uh, was in the nineteen eighties. Uh, and it's actually a it's actually a uh, forty-year swing from one side to the other, and forty years to return. Um, and so. We were at the me, and the reason why the me generation doesn't have the really kind of, you know, death camp thing is because the me generation is all about me. And so it's me, 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 and nobody is working on the collective. They're all working on themselves. And so you can get arrogant, you can uh, cut corners and become greedy and everything else. But the we generation, the last time we had a we generation was in the 1930s and 40s. So the we generation is the one where you get this collective nonsense. And it's for the good of society and people don't matter. Individuals don't matter. Uh, you know, it's uh, whatever we have to do to further the flag. And those are dangerous, dangerous times. The the. History will tell us we're at the top of that and headed back down now. After 2024, I think it might have been accelerated um, this time because of social media. Um, because imagine if we didn't have social media, we didn't have all of these other forms of media, we wouldn't know half of the stuff that we know right now that's been going on. You no, know, we would, we wouldn't know about Hunter Biden's laptop. Who would have it? No, I mean, they wouldn't have given it to alternative press because there wasn't any alternative press. So there's so many things that we would, that have, would have gone on. I think this has been accelerated and I think we're back on the way down. Um, people are just like, it says, I mean, look what's happening in San Francisco. San Francisco, they just voted out, uh, a recall, uh, voted out the, uh, the district attorney and replaced him with somebody who at least kind of makes sense. Somebody who's actually like, yeah, we got to enforce the laws. I don't know if you heard about the, um, the transgender felon. Do you remember? (laughs) Remember in California, they were like, yeah, you know, we gotta, we gotta put, uh, men who claim they're women into the women's prison. We ought to let them pick. Okay. That's good. So they did it in California, and lo and behold, it was a miracle. It's a miracle. I think maybe Jesus has several brothers of different mothers, and he was born in prison this time because immaculate conception. It's the only way to explain it. These guys who claim to be women went to the prison and they're hanging out with the women. And women are suddenly getting pregnant. Now, that's weird, because I know, biologically, I am on solid ground, that men can get pregnant. But how do women get pregnant? How do they do that without a real guy there? And there were no real guys. And so it was an immaculate conception. Now, this was happening in California, and it was also happening um, in uh, New Jersey. And so they've just, in New Jersey, moved uh, Demi Minor. Wow, is that a loaded name? Demi Minor, uh, 27 years old. Of course, 100% woman. Hear him roar. And uh, he, was, he has a 30-year prison sentence for manslaughter. Uh, and, uh, and he's been moved. He's been moved. Uh, from the Edna Mahan uh, Correctional Facility for Women, where apparently, now I don't have this for fact, but <laughs> follow the science, they say this woman impregnated two other women. I don't know how that happens. Follow the science, gang. But I think, uh, I think this kind of stuff is coming to an end. I think people are starting to see the real ramifications of some of it you know, we're seeing it in the cities. We're now seeing it uh, with uh, uh, with immigration. Did you see the the mayor of the District of Columbia and what she had to say, Muriel Browser, about mm-hmm. illegal aliens? I I found this refreshing. I thought that uh, Texas. Putting these people on buses and sending them into Washington, uh, I liked the idea at first, and then I thought, that's only a publicity stunt because nothing's happening. No, this is why I'm not in charge of these things. Listen to what the mayor of the District of Columbia just said on one of the weekend talk shows.
1: Uh, Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up. Um, and groups are getting overwhelmed by these buses that the governors of Texas and, and Arizona are sending here, full of migrants. How significant is this influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Um, we have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we, we think mm-hmm. they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, DC. Uh, I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks. Um, but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America.
0: Wow, Pat, they're being tricked into going to Washington,
1: D.C. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. And that's what she's concerned about is that they're being tricked she Trick. loves having them yeah. in the district, of course. She loves the but fact that they're there, they're, but, but only, only if they really want <laughs> right.
0: to. Yeah, they really want to end up there. I mean, so
1: amazing,
0: you know. Shows so how effective this the, the strategy district,
1: is. It really does
0: because and keep doing, it. in fact, I double down now. Mm-hmm. Um yep. because w- shipping them there, it's it's flooding all of the resources and they can't, they don't have the money for it. Mm-hmm. So, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, welcome to being a border state. This is exactly yep. what Texas and Arizona and everybody but California have been talking about. We can't handle this. It's flooding our towns and our services. We can't handle this. And uh, nobody had seemed to care, but they do now. And I think that is. Fantastic! It's brilliant. Good job, good job, Greg. Greg Abbott. We'll have more on that here in a second. Also, one other thing:
1: the Uvalde school shootings. Did Mm. you see this? Oh my gosh! This weekend, it's just unbelievable how every report gets exponentially worse, doesn't it? Every time we've heard an update on this, it's like, wait, what? How did this happen? So what was your big takeaway? What was the shock out of this one? That there were almost 400 law enforcement officers and not one of them could say, one. look, I'm going in. You guys do what you want. You sit here if you want. If that's what they're telling us back at headquarters, go ahead. I'm going to go. I'm going to go save some kids and I'm going to get one of those. Well, So here's the- I get a ballistic shield and, and give me a, a, an AR-15, and I'm going to take this guy out. I mean, 400 agents, and not one of them could take on this 18-year-old kid. Unbelievable. It's really amazing yeah. to me. So the, what I, I learned from this one,
0: and you know we guessed it um, at the time, no leadership. Nobody yeah. had any idea. There were 400 agents, as Pat said. They did nothing for an hour. Uh, It was most likely it was most likely over uh, within the first three minutes. Uh, Mm -hmm. He fired, I think, 100 rounds in the first three minutes. Um, And so the, the cops weren't even there when the shooting was was going on. But when they arrived at the scene 400 and I will say some cops did take things into their own hands to some degree. Some went out and they were breaking windows and they were just pulling kids out of their classrooms Uh, via the windows. So, I mean, some Mm -hmm. did actually go the extra mile. Um, but this was just catastrophic breakdown. All three doors to the school were unlocked. So they, you know, but you have to understand this is also a teeny, teeny, tiny town in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, we, we have to stop thinking this way that it could never happen in my town. Yeah, it could. And it most likely will if you don't take security uh, precautions. We'll have more on that here in a a second uh, as well. At the top of the hour, I I really want to get into something, and I would love to hear your opinion on it. There is this really ridiculous article that comes from Mediite, and it talks about how Republican-controlled states, the voters there, say secession would make things better in their states than those who said it would not. Now, i got to read this whole article t- to you because it's so skewed and so ridiculous. It's not even an article. It's an opinion piece. Um, and they're trying to make the case that, uh, you know, Trump voters just want civil war. No, that that's that's actually not what mm. the poll asked. Would your state be better off... If you seceded, yeah, I think I think all of our states would be better off if we seceded, except for those who are in financial trouble, except for New York and California and New Jersey and all of those that had the free giveaways, those guys would be in real trouble. But if the government only protected us, which they're not doing, only protected us, I think things would be a lot better. If California was allowed to be California and Texas was allowed to be Texas and we could be as different as night and day, but the one thing we agreed on was the Bill of Rights, I'd take that in a heartbeat. And if you can't give me the Bill of Rights, well, then I think my state could secede and we could hold the Bill of Rights. I'm talking about secession without a civil war, which wouldn't happen. But I think absolutely states would be better. Don't you think that California would think they'd be better off without Texas when when conservatives are in charge? Of course. This is why we have these problems in our country. We have these problems in our country because we were never, ever intended to force people to believe what we believe. That's not what this country is. We'll talk to you because I'd like to hear your, your opinion, uh, on this, on secession. Would we be better off if we weren't with each other anymore? Uh, we'll have that conversation coming up at the top of the hour. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's LifeLock. Right now, inflation is hitting everybody. That includes cyber criminals. Uh, oh, it's American Finance. Sorry about that. So, uh, American Finance, I'm going to talk to you about inflation again. They aren't, Now talking at the federal level that the Fed is going to raise the interest rate another point. That is going to crush us on national debt, um, and we're going to have all kinds of ramifications for that. It is also going to stop people from being able to get a loan, um, and it will raise the price of your credit cards. You're probably paying 19 or 20% interest right now on your credit card. And if you, have, uh, if you have a balance that you just pay every month and you pay it down, you're paying almost all interest, if not all interest. You've got to get out of those high-interest credit cards. I want you to call right now uh, American Financing. They are standing by. They've been in business 20 years. There's no obligation. There's no pressure. Just call them, tell them your situation, and see if they can't help you Get into a much better financial situation, saving hundreds if not a $1,000 a month. 800-906-2440. 1-800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Back Program. West Virginia, Wanda Palmer. She has been clinging to life in her Ravenwood home next door to her mother's house. Uh, She suffered a major head trauma in 2020. Um, They didn't know exactly what happened to her. Nobody saw anything, there were no witnesses. Um, You know, Wednesday, she went out to mow her lawn, and later she was found in a pool of blood. Uh, They say they ran up a hill real fast and told us and called police. The mom was there living next door, said, I have no idea what happened. She said, I never heard anything. The police said, we have no eyewitnesses. Nobody else was home, no surveillance, no cell phone. So she's been in a coma for two years, and they had no idea what had happened. Well, she just woke up, and when she woke up, the police were there. They were called immediately and they said, uh, Can you help us out? And she said, uh, Yeah. Even though she has severe brain damage, she knew exactly who hit her over the head with a hatchet trying to kill her. It was her brother. Now the brother is going, he's in jail possibly going to prison can you imagine those two years of her in the bed they thought she was gonna die him thinking the whole time as he's standing next to mom at her bedside uh please die please die please die Mm. she didn't thank god and now he's in jail back in just a second